Hey, it's Charlie. I'm with Sean and Sam again. We're going to be talking about the White Lotus season two, episode six. We're just going to be going over some theories and our general thoughts about the show. Thanks for listening. Okay, Let's episode six of the White Lotus season two just aired. What are your guys' first thoughts? Interesting episode. Definitely, I think, less than we expected in terms of action um, and kind of like a no, not any major climactic moments um, for many of the storylines, but I think that it's building up uh, to some payoffs in the next one. Yeah, I felt similar. I thought there would be a little bit more going on in this episode, but I think uh, they did really good character work and uh, did a good job setting up the finale. Yeah, I think we were, I mean, we had sort of predicted this being like a like a climax episode with episode seven being the fallout, but I guess uh, another episode of build-up. It really seemed in episode five that it, it sort of reached the limit of, of, of uh, how far all these storylines could progress before that, that sort of like these like big blow-up moments, and they 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 kept going. Um, the, the plot thickened yeah. even more for a few of them, so let's go through yeah. them. By each storyline, we'll, we'll we'll jump into uh, Ethan Harper, Cameron Daphne first, like last time. That good? Yeah. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. I actually think this storyline was good today, or today this episode because I really liked the Ethan development. Um, just like seeing he's really reaching his boiling point. <laughs> um, like last episode was Harper reaching her boiling point. Now he's like really at the limit. <laughs> It was so funny there at the dinner. He was trying to confront Cameron. His like voice was shaking, yeah. <laughs> like so awkward. But uh, let's let's yeah. let's start from the beginning. So, I mean, it kind of it's it starts the, the episode the same way that the previous one did with um, him and Harper in their bedroom, and uh, he he has some some more lines. I think last week's it was like, what did he say? Why why you you should be happy about yeah. this. Yeah, he was, he was like, I think you should be happy about this. This is now, kind this, of a win. <laughs> this, yeah. this, week, this week, it's like, why don't you believe me? It's fucked up. <laughs> yeah, I got that was so funny. Yeah, he's just like accusing her outright. Oh my god. He's like, you think I'm lying? Why? This is so fucked up. Poor me. We've always been honest. <laughs> she yeah. even says later in the episode to like stop gaslighting her, so I thought that was funny. Just, I mean, he kind of is, I, I guess, just like he, he's, he's really like I, downplaying... I importance i like can't put into words like what he's doing i don't know how to categorize it it's something though i feel it's it's strange because i i think we've all sort of gotten to the point where this we we all feel like this like the situation that happened with the the prostitutes it wasn't a big deal we we don't think he did anything bad but it's sort of because of his reaction and the way he's acting it's making it seem like it was a much bigger deal but then he's also to her downplaying it which is making her feel like there's a big deal, but he's downplaying it. No, yeah. he like really just ignores like every concern she has and downplays it. So yeah, that's like a uh, big issue. So he's just not yeah. handling that well. And she kind of suggests that their like romantic spark has, has died out, which is yeah. interesting way it's to turn. Fun- it's funny. Cause and we can get to it soon, but like she kind of reverses that dynamic on him where she's downplaying his concerns like later on after the ensuing events. Um, but I guess like that kind of leads into 
her catching him talking to Lucia and Mia, which I knew was going to happen. Like, as soon as he started talking to him, like, there's no way <laughs> Harper's not going to see this happen. I mean, that was just a clear calling. And then once again, he has, like, every opportunity to be like, yeah, like, I, it was really weird. Cameron didn't pay them for, like, what he did that I had no part in. But instead of that, he's just like, can we talk about this later? <laughs> I know. It's like, he's trying to... Delay like, come on, dude. For like, no reason. They're not, they're not around you. You can, like, at least, like, get the idea out so she doesn't have to, like... And then, yeah, I, I don't know. What's, what's his deal? <laughs> I know. And I really like Ethan for the actor who plays Ethan, just because... He's. I think he's really selling it on this like, <laughs> kind of cringy character that is like not. Is clearly like have has this like inferiority complex about him when as with his relationship with Cam, and then is just like seeing his life fall apart, like his relationship with his wife fall apart before his eyes on this week long vacation. And and meanwhile, like Cam and Daphne, like Cam who actually did do something wrong, and th- these two that clearly have like terrible problems. Cam is able to, like, just play it off so well when Daphne is like, yeah, like, Harper thinks you guys, like, might have done something when we were in. Yeah, so it, it did seem it was kind of a new thing. Like, she is fully aware, and he is fully aware that she's aware, and that's just, like, kind of the dynamic they have, like, even when she was talking about the masseuse and everything. So it's interesting because, like, it started off the season, them talking about how terrible of a couple the other two are, but they've, like, managed to put something together, and Harper and Ethan cannot... Yeah, it's like they can manage their emotions and function on a day-to-day basis, whereas Harper and Ethan are just in turmoil, like, on this whole vacation, and it's just progressively getting worse, whereas, like, yes, Daphne and Cameron have, like, kind of a, a weird thing going on for sure, and, like, not, probably not super healthy, but they, we've never seen them, like, have any, like, show any, like, explicit negative feelings towards each other. Like, they're both just, like, going with the flow of their, uh, situation so i want to get your guys' thoughts and i mean i'm just wondering as you're talking like wh- like where do we what do we think the show runner um is is like what do we think mike white like wants us to take away from this like what do you what do you think his idea is here because i'm thinking is it's sort of like a i mean ethan and and harper are meant to be like the sort of like modern couple in my eyes like they're 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 liberal they vote they I mean, they're they're smart, intelligent. Um, they have like this mutual respect for each other at the start, but in in a sense, it seems like that might not work as well as like what Daphne and and uh, and Cameron have, which seems more similar to like what how like Bert is describing like his marriage in a way. Yeah, what totally. You- I was gonna say like it seems like there is a bit of a uh, of a. Comp- I guess like a similarity between the way Bert was describing his marriage with how we see the relationship between Daphne and Cameron playing out. I, except it seems that Daphne has more of an upper, it has more of an upper hand than Bert's wife probably had based mm-hmm. on what we know about those two relationships. Um, I also kind of think that it's like, it's in one way he's the, the main point of this story between this foursome is just the comparison between the couples and how they juxtapose each other mm-hmm. like with the the like how like uh ethan and harper's problems are more outward facing facing i guess and they're more emotional about it and we see the confrontations whereas we do, and we don't see that with um cameron and daphne even though that we might conventionally see that as a more problematic relationship given 
Cameron's actions and what uh, Daphne has implied. So I think it's really just the the story told between them mm-hmm. of like how like people can like in who are in really who are in I guess I don't know I don't, it's hard to say that it's like a bad relationship between Daphne and Cameron, but it's definitely unconventional i guess like you're mm. not stereotypical of like the happy couple I'm, but they can put on the happy couple face you know i'm interested in, in this comparison that i just made with with them and like bert and his wife because i feel like there's like there's a reason for for everything in this and there's a reason for these character developments like going back to like the early episodes when they're talking about like voting and um and daphne's like i voted and cameron's just like sure well what, what it doesn't matter but i think the idea here is that maybe because they come from wealth, they sort of have the opportunity to like live in this older world. Seems where they're they're sort of they're not aware of like modern issues or anything like that, and they're they're just they can kind of live in 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 the same sort of reality that like their grandparents might have because of that. I don't know, do you guys? Yeah, I, yeah, that's I like yeah. that as an interesting comparison. I would I think it would be cool if we could see more of their background to like sell that point even more mm-hmm. yeah for me it's just uh the show i think with with ethan and cameron but also with with the other groups with bert and lb it's just like showing i think mike white the creators like these different forms of kind of like misogyny and the power rela- dynamics in these relationships because i think like ethan and harper and what lb has done with porsche and valentina like they're all very different but it does kind of show different ways that i think like men can mistreat women and that's like what i'm seeing yeah no definitely like yeah i think he's getting hitting a lot of themes in all these storylines yeah i'm a feeling that did you wait you said uh portia do you mean lucia you think it's kept valentina or were you just I get Portia and Lucia just like the way he like puts them on a pedestal is like wounded bird thing. I think. I mean, I don't think he's like has bad intentions, but it's just like another like piece of that dynamic. Right. Um. Okay. So then Ethan kind of see he sees Cameron Harper by the bar. He thinks they're. Uh... Do you guys think Harper's like that? Was that on? Was that purposeful? What she was doing to him. I think she definitely was like aiming to flirt with Cam. I don't know if she's trying. I don't yeah. know if she was trying to get Ethan to notice. Yeah, I, I don't know if the was, room uh, thing was like part of it or just like like well, Ethan freaking out. To one up that question, uh, yeah, is Ethan paranoid or did they actually like go back up to the room and like fool around a bit? I know. I mean, like, don't think they did. But... I think they probably did. Okay. I don't know. I mean, not just because like they showed like uh, the hit, like Ethan's hallucination, which was like totally believable, just like in terms of the timing. <laughs> but I, I guess he was making it up for himself. Mm-hmm. But um, I just kind of think that it probably happened. I think it would be cooler if it didn't happen because I like what they're doing with Ethan's that one hallucination and that like so because they transitioned from the scene prior, which was Valentina and Mia, which we'll get to. But then, and they go right into his hallucination. And I feel like it's just like he's really like at the tipping point, and I think he's gonna end up killing someone. <laughs> so, yeah, I think Ethan I think has be... like skyrocketed up my uh, potential murder list. I think so, Cam so. is gonna kill Ethan because Ethan tries to kill Cam. That who, like, who wins in a fight though? That. You think you think I Cam, think Cam wins in the fight? Up? <laughs> okay, I want after we talked about this. 
we talked about you you mentioned that in the trailer you see them fighting and i didn't like pick up on that before but now i went back and watched the trailer to like watch that little snippet of them like fighting in they they're fighting in the ocean we know there's a dead body in the ocean we have suspected already that it's not cam because we think daphne runs back to cam after this happens yes so the likely the likely uh, outcome of that in my mind is that like Ethan, it looks like he tries to like strangle Cam, like pull him underwater. But it looks sort of like Cam is gonna like fight back a bit. Like I can't imagine who wouldn't. I think I think that's a hundred percent. Like I didn't see the trailer, but I'm definitely going with Ethan fights Cam in the water, and Cam ends up drowning. I, I think what? because that's sort of it, it's the whole idea of like Cam sort of emasculating Ethan. I think it just it makes sense for them to like end in like a like, a fight where, like, Ethan, like, tries to stand up to him and Cam just, like, kills him. But what if a third party comes in and there's, like, a double <laughs> fight? Like, what if what if LB is fighting the fake Italian pimp and they, they like, switch dance partners or something? We don't know who survives then. Okay. <laughs> That's possible. That's possible. I guess Alessio's gonna show up at the hotel. And he's just, the water. he's just swimming. <laughs> and LB's like, hey, like, I know that guy. Like, What's he doing he's gonna arrive on a boat, <laughs> or like a little dinghy, and then he's gonna just jump out and tackle Albie while he's mid swim, and they'll get all tangled up. <laughs> all right, well, <laughs> we can we can get into some like who who would win in a fight like scenarios like towards the end of the episode. Let's keep going through everything for now though. Yeah. Uh, we could jump to Portia and, and Tanya, who sort of split up in this episode. But or do you guys have any last thoughts? Oh, so like where, where do Ethan and Harper and Cam and Daphne end up? I guess like they're just going to sleep, and yeah, one at side the end of the all episode, Yes, I'm pretty sure that's how they ended it. Okay, yeah. So we covered all those bases for them. Okay. Uh. Funny, funny note. Just at the start of Portia, like in the first scene, she's in, she's wearing a Godfather T-shirt. And yes, I noticed that too. Triggered me so much. Um, I was like, "Where? Why?" It's like she really just like get that while she's there. Does she bring it? It's like so funny. Uh, still mad about Albie's Godfather take in like episode three or two or whatever it was. Still mad about that. Not happy. Um. I felt like this was rubbing in the face, but there, there also like it, it. There were a bunch of sort of like mafia suggestions in this episode. Did you guys? Yeah. Yes, I I did pick up on it. I. So, well, first, uh, I guess we'll talk about the storyline a bit before I I say my theories. Okay. Um. So yeah, Tani gives her Portia a little speech about like sort of not to trust her. I mean, it genuinely seems like Tanya's kind of looking out for her here. Yeah, that totally. was like the most introspective I've ever seen. Like Tanya's yeah. speech about like being lost. Like it was a, uh, yeah. it was really well done though. I like that that she actually seems to care for Portia. Yeah, totally. And I think yeah, she was like it was like a the first one of the few times we've seen her like seem like she was legitimately caring about someone without her own like motivation. Because like in the previous season, and even in most of this season, like most of her interactions with people. I think are still about just herself and making sure that she's like extremely comfortable or and is like pampered and shit. But right. it's it's a rare occasion we see her just you know trying to actually give some decent advice to Portia. 
Yeah, definitely a high point for Tanya before she like does cocaine, which is <laughs> the only way this could get like more insane was like Jennifer Coolidge just like breaking really up like cocaine. Her, like party sequence that the was slow mo like before. dance montage. Yeah. yeah, that was great. It, it felt like a two thousands throwback. Yeah, <laughs> it did. Dude, Mike White is really directing this series so well. I love like everything that they've done. Um. So one last note on Tanya. I mean, we'll we'll talk about uh, theories with with the guys around her and stuff. But um, the Sicilian guy she's with. I mean, there's a there's a handgun in his bag. Oh yeah, and uh, drugs. I mean, the cocaine, the gun. It. I mean, this is definitely like got to be some big ploy by the by uh, the fake uncle. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't even know his name. Like, they, I feel like Quentin, they never say his it name. is Quentin, I believe. Yeah, Quentin. Okay, they've like never repeated that since they've like introduced him. Because I don't think a, I've heard it. There is a point in the party sequence where Tanya is like sitting down and staring at him, and he just looked like so evil the way he was staring back. Yeah, I know. He, yeah, I if I could bet all the money I have in the world that that gun is going to be fired in episode seven, I I would. So we do we think that guy so for me i thought that quinton had hired him and that was like part of like a prop like i didn't think he was a mafia member but what do you guys think i don't know if he's like mafia involved he might just like i mean it might just be that in the part of town that they're in in palermo like there's mafia activity and he might just be like, like he, mafia like, adjacent yeah i mean he could might just be like a prostitute and he's just like carrying a gun because like shit can go crazy you know so well let's i i think to talk about quentin's motives we can ch- sort of just jump to jack and portia real quick because i think that last scene with jack was very telling of a few things yeah uh, but just, so doing great yeah really great scene for him funny funny episode though with him just like just amps up his asshole like douchebag quality by like ten thousand percent in this one like i feel like in the previous episode he was like kind of funny and and witty and, and seemed like sort of street smart intelligent you know in, in a way and then in this one he's just like an animal like he like yeah. tries to like fight that guy in the street when he's like drinking. Yeah. like he seemed like i mean they were drinking in previous episodes but he seemed like he had he very much in control like but i guess conflicting feelings about being part of this like plot I think. right so it seems like oh. that the, the moment uh at the end of episode five sort of definitely affected him in this episode yeah it also just seems like that he's been dragged into something unintentionally. I mean, he's like saying it very clearly in his dialogue, like, right. So fake uncle, like brought him up, like some, like probably like saved him from, you know, whatever position he was in before. But now he's like, he was probably like a prostitute before. And then now he's just like still. Yeah. But I guess like not in as terrible conditions as before, probably. Yeah. But it's like, but he's still in that state where he's like, at the. He's like he has to. His will is controlled by um, the uncle guy, Quentin, and yeah. so it definitely like it is great scene from him. And I think like the reason maybe that he was all like hyper lad mode, um, <laughs> like out on the street, was just because I think this is it's coming to a boiling point for their whole plot. And he's just like thinks it might not go well, and he's like fuck it, like he's just gonna get wasted and. Yeah. Uh, I think so. Like, they just wanted him to like keep Portia away. It seems so. That's possible too, because yeah, like 
That's what like oh, I man. thought his uh his part of like the plot is like you need to keep Porsche away so we can get T- Tanya's money. Yeah, that's that's fair. So, um, so real quick, I, I real quick, I just want to comment on. I like the scene where he's Porsche's like with all the stuff that's like wrong in the world. And he's like, "What's wrong in the world?" And it, it kind of at first it feels like he's like being played out to just seem like dumb, and it's 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 like it's showing that like oh maybe like Portia rushed into this a bit and like now she's realizing that. But then once you get to that scene in the last or the last scene of the episode, it it's like he he probably knows a lot better than her like what's wrong in the world but that's just like sort of his mentality that he's he's yeah. uh, accustomed to and I, I really liked that that uh yeah that shift I mean, there what, the last what, like, and i'm sure it's just like what he has to tell himself you know to mm-hmm. like try and stay positive and try and you know not just be depressed about his position in right. life because obviously it's way worse than how porsche's life is um and we'll probably see more of it next episode however things unfold great little shift there and and sort of making making him out to seem like really like dumb in the start of episode but i mean just adding a lot of depth to him by the end um yeah let's let's talk a little bit about tanya and quentin what's going on there um and then we'll we'll jump into valentina real quick and then talk about i'll be in the family but so what how do you guys think they're intending to extract money from tanya so wait, when at the end when she's with the guy, the person in the picture was Greg, wasn't it? No, 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 no. Her husband. Wasn't the, yeah, in the picture. Okay, it, it was Quentin and a guy. I swore okay. that was Greg. No, you're she, right. Tanya saw it and looked at it, but she was high, so she didn't know. That's what I thought. Okay, so I def- definitely like when because you mentioned that last, when we last time we talked about the last episode <laughs> that like out there theory. Could be Quentin's, yeah. like, or was it you or was it Charlie? I think it was me. Okay. Because, like, yeah, you like, it was out there theory that Greg might be the lost Wyoming cowboy lover of yeah, Quentin maybe, or something. Maybe I'm too in on it. I, like, swore. <laughs> I mean, like, it's definitely, like, somewhat of a resemblance. And when I saw that picture, I was thinking about that for sure. I'm but rewatching I right I now to see. Yeah, I don't think I was sold on it. Because um, if that's the case, like, I don't get, like, what the elaborate scheme is for and i mean like I, it just doesn't really make sense like why okay, is so, like so for me this was the scheme the scheme was that for greg to get money in a divorce maybe that in the prenup they signed she would have to cheat on him so quentin is gonna get her to cheat on him and get evidence so he can get greg the money that's that's oh what God. i think that, Dude, that, that's that like me either. piecing that it together that might be the plan. That's a good call if that's, that's because, what happens. I was just thinking, like, in terms of getting the money, I mean, it doesn't seem like they're the type of group to just rob her or something. So, like, that... I mean, how would they? <laughs> just yeah, take I, us I to your bank and... Too, so you yeah, see. exactly. That's what I kept thinking. Is like, I don't know how they're going to get money from her. Like, that, that is him. Like, they can't do it by force. That is him, right? Yeah, that okay, is him. That's I, him. I, know, I know what he looks like younger because he was in Lost. Wait, he was okay. in Lost? That's Ben Linus' lost? dad in Lost. Oh my god, what? I did not even know that. That's totally him. Oh my god. It is, yeah. She was staring at it like there's significance to it. I th- so so now that we know that, I think... That's fucking crazy. That's wild. <laughs> what? Oh my... Okay, I think your theory, Sean, is definitely... Like, that's gotta be it. I mean, because I don't know what else they were... I was thinking this episode, I was like, maybe they just wanted to have a, a rager 
and then just like foot her with some insane bill for like two million dollars or something and then they just like flee because yeah, i was like yeah. I, I didn't I, but then but clearly it's a a much bigger scheme because wow. i think at one point they indicated that she was worth 500 million dollars so like yeah yes. to get half of that would be would be it totally damn that's insane yeah oh and then it'd be that's the timing of like he leaves a day later quentin comes in compliments her he oh. like, knows exactly how to get to her which he would know from greg that's... like he knows what she likes to hear so i think it's i think it's like they're together on it that's why greg doesn't want portia at the white lotus in the first place yeah exactly that's that too totally that's why true, he's yeah. so mad Oh, that totally makes sense. Oh my god, what a scheme we've uncovered. <laughs> Holy shit. It'd be great when nothing like this happens next week, but we'll hold we'll it now. Yeah, dude. Oh my god. Okay, so the thing is, though, like, in, in the earlier episodes, Greg was on the phone. I mean, didn't he say, like, I love you, honey, like, I'll be home soon or something? He, I think he did say I love you or something like that, and Tanya asked who he was talking to. And I mean, Greg, and then so Quentin talks about a cowboy, and he's like a park ranger or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. the like Bureau that. of Land Management. Yeah, I mean, no, it makes sense. And we talked about like because he's from Colorado, like Wyoming is the state, yeah. like right over, I think north. But I, I think uh, this is happening. I mean, that's him in the photo. Yeah, that is. So if that's him, like then this it, is happening. Something like that. Yes, you're not okay, insane. This is like <laughs> we've solved one plot. What's uh? Yeah, it's we. What's, what do you got next for us, Mike White? Throw it our way. Let's... Yeah. <laughs> okay. Oh, my God. That's crazy. I mean, so that, that's God. That's the only logical explanation to what's happening. The only thing I don't... And, and Jack says it, like, I guess when he's talking to Porsche at the end, like, well, he's going to be coming into money soon, isn't he? Which, I don't know why yeah. he was, like... He thought maybe, like, Porsche, like, maybe knows... Oh, he, he must know that Porsche doesn't know anything. Well, he was, like, drunk, so... Yeah, that's true. But... That's crazy. My God. <laughs> Are we going to be able to talk about the, the, the way less interesting Valentina plot line after that? Or should we, should we I, go into Yeah. <laughs> I guess last thing I wanted to say about Tanya was that I thought she was going to die at the end of the episode just from the cocaine. Like, a woman, like, her age and of her stature, like, with all that cocaine, I was like, I was like there's no way this is going to end well. And maybe the plot does end up being that her death and he's left money in her will or something. But who knows? I'm my mind is blown by that. But yeah, let's okay, let's let's talk about Valentina now. You called that, dude. I'm so impressed that you called that last week. We have like live footage. We have live footage of you like predicting this. It's on. No one can take it away. No one. No one can deny you of that ever. No one can ever, man. (laughs) Moving on to Valentina. Okay, so Valentina and Isabella are... Yeah, okay, so there's a scene with Valentina and Isabella. And uh, Isabella's like, Salvatore's flirting with me, which is a funny little... uh, I I like Salvatore. I think he's... He cracks me up for some... Good side character. Good side character, for sure. Um, Yeah. She asks for Rorker back, and she reveals that Rorker's her her boyfriend, and they're engaged. Um... I, I actually thought yeah. Valentina handled that better than I thought she would in this moment. She's, yeah, me too. She's not like she doesn't like fire Isabella or like be like like hey like no like no um no like relationship people in the workplace you know. Yeah, yeah. I think she could have easily pulled that handles it well. Um, and then 
she uh she goes to talk to Mia and and uh she gets her birthday gift. I I like Valentina yeah, a lot actually, more after this episode. I was happy for Valentina that she yeah finally got some good experience with Mia because <laughs> it's just like sad. Like she's a very sympathetic yeah. character. It was it was I was happy for her. I feel like there's some some definitely some motive for Mia though. Oh yeah, definitely. I mean, like yeah, Mia's not so. like. I don't think it's anything. She's probably just gonna say you should make me the full time singer, which I mean, which yeah, is that's fine. Which is fair, and I wonder now. To me, this makes Mia kind of safe from death. Like to me, the fact that like Valentina is alive and like does not seem in distress at the end makes me think that this 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 event happening sort of puts Mia under her protection yeah, in a way. I agree with that. Um, yeah, because I think, Mia's... I think Mia will be pretty you, you say her protection like she's Batman, like, but, I mean, <laughs> like her, her plotline protection, you know, yeah. like that, okay. that seems like the mean. safe plotline to be in. Like, you want to be like, you want to be hanging be. out with Valentina, <laughs> you want to have some I scenes think... with her if you want to live. The only thing that could happen is that Giuseppe comes back, guns and blazing. That's still okay, yeah, that's still a very, very much a possibility. And I'm like, I'm all for the Giuseppe revenge, yeah. Because Bert was like, Bert like compliments Mia, and he's like, "Oh my god, like you're so much better than that other dude," and like maybe Giuseppe's like like in the room like hiding, and he's got like a newspaper up above him, and and there's like a flashback scene in the finale where he like lowers the newspaper, and he's got like a mischievous hat on, and he like <laughs> hears him say that, and and then it explains his motive for. Are we with this? Perhaps no, I can't follow you on another. this one. Okay, you're not. <laughs> I don't think we've discovered another plot point. Okay, <laughs> okay. I thought I had my. You'll you'll be sorry next week when like Greg is just like written off the show and has nothing to do with anything, and Giuseppe like shoots up. Giuseppe gets twenty minutes of screen time. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Um. Yeah. I, I think I, I like Valentina a lot more after this episode. Um. Nice. Nice to see her laughing. Yeah. yeah, I'm glad that she's like it's different than the manager of last season or she might end up with a happier ending which is nice Yeah, but kind of interesting how she's had this, this like high point for herself and now the next episode she's going to have to deal with everyone else's problems <laughs> yeah totally alright so jumping into everyone else's problems let's talk about Albie and Dominic and Bert and, and Lucia so he brings her as a translator and uh, it's, Dominic is is obviously not not happy about this. I love Bert like going to Dominic and just being like, "Can't you just be cool?" I love Bert instigating things in the car. It's like, so what do you do? Oh, it's so great you have <laughs> oh a job God. in this economy. And it's, like, <laughs> it's so funny. <laughs> Bert is like 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 a great instigator. I love. <laughs> yeah, Bert is just such a troll. Oh, um, Okay, so Lucia notices they're being followed, um, and then there's this whole event on on the road. They get out of the car, think stuff is like sort of about to go down, but she's just like, "No, no, I'll go with him." Yeah, um, too bad we didn't get a, a Michael and Perioli like fight scene, but but maybe next episode. <laughs> well, I really thought like at the end of it when Bert like steps out of the car, he's like, "You can't let her go with them," and <laughs> I thought he was like, "There's going to be F. Murray Abraham." Right? Like, I thought he was gonna like go up to them with like his cane and like smash the windshield or something. 
I don't know, man. Yeah, Do Dominic like seemed Dominic seemed pretty confident when he was like, "We can, we can handle them," you know. Yeah, uh, I mean, there is. I think it was three on one, if depending on how you count Bert. So, well, there was a, there was a guy. There's another guy. There was another guy. Oh, okay. Yeah. Car, yeah, we don't know how LD is in a fight. That's true. Well, do, yeah, well I think Dominic seems like. You think? Well, Dominic seems pretty confident. That's why we're jumping into this again. But Dominic is like, we could handle them. Like, we yeah. we think... we could tie back to this in the uh, fight power rankings at the end. Okay, because yeah, he, he seemed okay. But I feel like he's like he's definitely confident that his son can fight. He's like like we've like we've been through these little scraps before. Like we're a good duo. Like we can take these guys. They've been in some some father son battles. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I can see that. <laughs> All right. So. <laughs> Um, I okay, and then we go to Dominic and Bert. Oh well, let's let's finish talking about Lucia and Albie real quick. Just at the end of the episode, she comes back and um, she's as you said before. Be yeah, I thought like yeah, I thought he's gonna be at the door and just like they're gonna take Albie or something. Well, are you still on? You said earlier that she says like everything that Albie wants to hear. So are you still oh, of like, of the mindset that she's like playing him and this is all like yeah, big 100%. scheme? What do yeah, you, I mean, I'm on that mindset as well. What do you What do you think she can get out of this? I think it's mostly money. Yeah, I think it's like, just like money. When they When they were following their car, I was like, maybe it's something crazier. But I'm thinking it's probably just money. I just she's just again like probably like I said last episode, she's probably just going to be like, I need thirty thousand dollars or yeah, to get know, out of the country. No I think it's going to be something like that, or she's going to try to like go with to L.A. with them and then just like leave when she gets there. That would be pretty cool for her. So, okay, but how did she like come up with it? Like, I, I don't know. I just I don't remember like a scene when like like didn't she like kind of stumble upon Albie like accidentally? Does she just like know how to spot like like gullible like young men? She she stumbled probably... on, and then I think there is a scene where she was talking with Mia about how this is like their chance to have a big break, and I think that's when she like hatched this scheme. Yeah. I don't remember yeah, that, but yeah. maybe you're probably right. Yeah, she was having coffee with her like the next morning after she was with Albie. I think in the yeah, in the last episode. And yeah, okay. I think I agree. I think that she's she's really just like playing by ear. Like I don't think she had a plan that she was gonna do this to someone at the hotel. I think it kind of just she saw an opportunity with Albie and is taking that. She's not she's not one of those schemers. Yeah, she definitely doesn't have a Quentin level scheme prepared. I mean that's just crazy. Why is everyone scheming at this hotel, man? I know it's pretty wild. It's it's cool to see though. <laughs> everyone's uh, everyone's scheming so much. Um, okay, so let's talk about Dominic and Bert. Uh, some interesting stuff there. Very um, not not a lot was said. I think about how they are all feeling about this, but there definitely do seem to be a lot of feelings, especially from Bert. Um, I mean, they get to this house. They think they're about to like meet their relatives. This is why they've come all this way, and they're trying to like explain who they are. I love like Albie like pulling out like Google Translate, like, trying to be helpful. Yeah, that's so funny. That's uh, so funny. Old lady in the in the house threatens them with a knife, and then like she's like, "I'll throw an artichoke at you," and then they leave. And Bert's like, "Bert, yeah." They 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 head out, and then back at the hotel, Bert is like getting very emotional listening to the song, and. uh well, I mean, what yeah, did you guys make I, of that? I can't say for sure. I don't know if my like literary analysis is there, but there is like some symbolism to the three women like yelling at them and telling them to like fuck off. 
So, so something's there. I don't know. What do you guys think? That to me, I was yeah. wondering if that tied into the the sort of mafia stuff at all, but it also it could, could be just, true. Yeah. Uh, but just sort of like like the state of their um, the region they're living in, just being very like male dominated by like whatever sort of like mafia powers exists, and and women are very abrasive towards towards strange men because of that. Yeah, and they explicitly said like we we're do, we don't want any of your pretty money or something or like we're not going to give you any pretty money something mm-hmm. like yeah. that. So maybe they've been like approached by people in the region about activities related to that. Um and they're for, just like having like, a bad view of men in the region yeah, because for me the the grandmother's reaction indicated that maybe like even in the Italian sect of the the Grasso family there are like <clears throat> issues in the treatment of women. So that's like totally. what I got. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. I thought yeah. maybe maybe that's why she was so mad that they were there. See that. Yeah, the, the grandmother was funny. She was just like I thought she was gonna stab Bert. I thought we were gonna maybe see that. <laughs> Bert that scene. It's and I, I found Bert's uh Catharsis in the scene, uh, in the later scene, pretty interesting. I guess it's sort of uh, he says that that line about like you always expect to have a homecoming, and yeah. um, I mean to me that's what I gathered from that is just it being sort of about the absence of his wife and and uh, I mean maybe it's it's some sort of like subconscious thoughts of like maybe like th- wishing he had you know handled that all better. Um, he probably doesn't yeah. like, he's probably not like there there enough to to really speak on that, but that's sort of just how it's coming out is like maybe this trip meant more to him and that he would sort of find like that that semblance of family again that he might not have had since his wife and he might have some regrets towards that and Yeah, yeah, that, definitely. It's like very sad. Yeah, definitely. And I think it's like he was he was this is probably like his last hope into maybe meeting more loving family members. I get the gist that like he doesn't have much there's not anyone who has like great deep compassion for him in his life. Like he has like a bit of a fraught relationship with his son and a bit and with Albie too, his grandson. And he doesn't really have like a companion um anymore <clears throat> at least. Mm-hmm. And then his and we know about how that the relationship was he had that he had with his wife was so um he was probably expect hoping that you know he'd find some more family to be close with and have like a happy moment with mm-hmm. and that just got completely complete opposite <laughs> for them almost by i mean if we're like sort of jumping on this idea that i mean the the reason the women shoved them off and told them to get lost is because of like how they had been treated whether it be by family member men or criminal men or whatever in their area, it's it's almost like it's it's uh, like a loop that's sort of coming back to haunt him. Like the way the way like the men in his family have treated women, it's it's like he's once again rejected by it. Yeah. Yeah. So I I love that ending for him. All righty. Yeah, are we are we power ranking the fighters? I, I think we can do do a quick one. Throw out your your top three in criteria. Okay, three. 
Okay, I feel like it's Cameron. No, I feel like Jack. Jack. Jack? Yeah, Jack seems like Jack. a scrapper. Jack. <laughs> what about Jack. um? Yeah, I would go with Cameron for number two as well. What? Okay. What about? Yeah. Sorry. What's the uh the the guy's name who's like with Lucia the. Alessio. I feel like it's either him or like maybe Dominic has moves. I feel Dominic. Okay, maybe better than top three. I'll throw out two and give like a like a thirty second pitch on who'll win. I'm throwing Dominic and Ethan. Ethan. What? Ethan. Ethan's got some psycho energy. I think he would win that fight. I feel like Dominic's just, he has experience. Are we saying this because he's Chris? Like, he probably was in the mafia or something when he, like 20 years ago, man. I don't know. Okay, okay. Ethan maybe takes that. Um, Harper, Daphne. I think Harper, 100%. Harper. Yeah. Daphne has like a sinister streak, though. She does. Daphne's got a dark side to her, but I think Harper's got like, much stronger fight energy. I like how we're just like assuming there's going to be like multiple fist fights in the finale. Yeah. <laughs> we need to be ready. We need to like have our predictions ready. Are we are we yeah. betting on any of these? <laughs> we can't bet. I think the how biggest much? one is is Jack and Cameron. They seem like like the two fighters. They are the two fighters, definitely. I think the Jack might get into a scuffle. Yeah, um, I feel like Jack like. He's been through some shit, so I th- I yes. think he, he's probably the the number one pick in the the twenty twenty two White Lotus season two fight draft. Are we betting on the Ethan Cameron draft or the draft or uh, okay, fight? Yeah. Or... Um, I you... I'm actually betting I'm betting Ethan. They're giving me like plus two fifty odds, so I'm I'm going Ethan. Okay, um, I'm going Cameron. I'm, I'm going Cameron as well. Bitch. <laughs> yeah. Fair, fair enough. Okay, let's yeah, call it there. Oh, well, okay. one last thought. Uh, I was just going to say, I think we should go. We know there's three dead guests of the hotel. So who are they going to be? Oh, boy. <laughs> and they, they said guests, right? They said there was three dead in the first episode. So, I mean, yeah. it's not going to be like Jack. It's not going to be like any of the Quentin squad, probably, because I don't think they count. Okay. They might, but... Um, it's not going to be Lucia. I don't think that includes Lucia or Mia. I think neither of them are going to be dead at this point. Okay. I will go Cameron, Dominic, and Greg. Okay. Okay. I'm going um, Tanya. I'm also going to say Albie and Ethan. Okay. I like it. That's like no no similar no crossover. No crossover. Charlie, what are you thinking? Easton is like one hundred percent for me. Like he's a lock. Yeah. Yeah, I think he is a lock. I don't know. Uh, okay, I think with Dominic, I don't see it being him. I think his his um his ending is going to be the fact that all of his money got spent by Lucia and Mia. I yeah. think they, they went way overboard with how much they spent with his money. And I think that's going to be his fallout. I think it's possible. Okay, I'm going to just say Albie and, yeah. and 
I'll go Greg. Okay. Okay. All right. We'll, I'll see you guys next week to uh, yeah. with the results. See how the theories play out. All right. <laughs> Thanks, guys.